James Dundon. This is all your fault, you and your stupid program. James Dundon. Please feel free to bask in my glow. Hey! Thanks for downloading a Dundon. Here comes the pod. Uh, this week, we launch a pasty into space with Rose for Cornish Bakers. Uh, and then when it dropped back out of the sky, it landed on Bobbin Moor and found it and we ate it. it. Just, you know, just for bants. Also, I had my new neighbour Eve over for dinner. Um, it was slightly more fruity than I thought it was going to be. She's 63 years old, by the way. It's uh, all to look forward to on the Dundon pod. First, though, this. If you want to do a pirate impression for International Talk Like a Pirate Day, please call me now, 01872 Get the calls in. I'm going to fill some lines. We'll stack some calls up and we'll go, to, go through the phones. Uh, and the rules are, when you come on and do your pirate impression, you need to say something Cornish. Because that's funny. That's the rules. We're, yeah, say it in a pirate accent, but you've got to say a Cornish phrase or two. 01872 We've got someone, have we? Line one, Mark from Hale. Hello, Land River. If you're not from Cornwall, I'll make you walk a plate, you dirty Devonian. That was quite scary, yes. Thank you, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. Let's go to Pirate Nicola. Hello, Pirate Nicola. R, I've been on the pirate ship at Flambards. R. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nicola. Thank you very much. Bye bye bye. There's um, there's a pirate in Falmouth named Wendy. Hi, pirate Wendy. All right, my anthem. Do you want a pasty? It's <laughs> a good Cornish pirate there, Wendy. I was. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's wonderful. It just sounds like people trying to do the Cornish accent. Let's go to Phil in Falmouth. Hi, Phil. Arr, give me a part in Doc Martin. <laughs> James Dunn getting you home. Hiya, you all right? I did the weekend with the X Factor. This guy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Benji. Benji from Truro area. Benji Matthews, and I'm 17, and I'm from Cornwall. Benji. Which part of Cornwall? Truro, kind of. Kinda, <laughs> kinda, which is what you do when you know when someone says, "Well, what part of Cornwall are you from?" You just go Truro-ish, something like that. And even Simon Cowell knew where Truro was. You know, I was trying to get in there literally this weekend. You're just gone, and there is not a single hotel room available. What? Peak season, isn't it? Yeah, peak season. You know, I mean, here's it. See, I don't believe we were full. I think Simon Cowell's spinning this story. Did he try Airbnb? Uh, I think not. So, Truro's full. Ridiculous. What about the campsites? Campsites would have had loads of cancellations with the weather. Did he do that? I mean, you can't help some people, honestly. I love this. It's like a real show. James Dundon. I am a bit concerned because I've never in my wildest dreams would I have thought we'd have so many texts on the reasons why Devon's better than Cornwall. But it was only meant to be a joke. I didn't expect serious reasons to be texted in. This is too much. I'm going to have to lie. I reckon the, the, the um, uh, uh, engineers here have, have pushed the wrong button. I'm now live across Devon. What is going... Who are these filthy people texting in? Uh, this text says, Sorry but true, Devon has much better weather in terms of less rain. What says who? What, are you listening to the Met Office? I wouldn't bother. Uh, Devon's better. Soon they'll have an Ikea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, Jill says, we always drive to Plymouth just to get a Nando's. Devon is better. 
What is going on? This is this is a. a, a I'm going to have to send these to, to Devon because they are pretty desperate. In their latest, uh, if you're just tuning in, wondering why I'm doing this, it's because Devon started a campaign to convince tourists that it's better than Cornwall. So I'm going to send these reasons to the Devon Tourist Board because some of them are quite good. Like Jamie, Jamie, why is Devon better than Cornwall? <laughs> Oh, easily. It's because the uh, the cream's put down first on the scum rather than the sloppy jam approach. Oh, what? Hang on a minute. Hang oh, on a minute. You're, I, saying, I, you're saying a cream tea's better if you put the, the cream on first? Oh, you know it. So, but, yeah, but hang on a minute. Doesn't the, jo- the blob of jam just slides off, doesn't it? I mean, the jam needs to stick to the scone, and then you put the cream on top, which just sort of merges with the jam. It works perfectly well. Well, sure, but the whole, the whole thing slides off, doesn't it, if you put the jam down first? But, yeah, but it tastes rubbish, though, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know about that. You, no, you, well, you won the... What? <laughs> yeah, true. Thank you, very, <laughs> thank you very much. That's right. No, cheers. Cheers, Jamie. Oh. Quote of the day from Jamie there. All goes down the same hole. Yeah, all right. And that is why Devon's better than Cornwall. Well, I rest my case with that. I think we'll stop. Um, the movie It with the clowns has had an effect. 9% of the UK population are terrified of clowns. I thought it would be higher than that, but I suppose this is like a legitimate fear. You you like, you just go to bits when you see one. I know someone who's like that, actually. Uh, Emma's in Liscard. Hi, Em. Hi, James. Em, I'm great. You uh, you don't like the clowns? No. Well, tell me tell me about this. Where, where, why? When I was, when I was younger, I've got a younger sister... Um, and she had this giant wind-up clown, and it used to play music. But over the years, the mechanism in the neck went, so it would click every time it moved. Yeah. So what What if one just turns up on the telly, uh, just unexpected? I off. Um, I mean, I could be sat here during the evening watching the telly, and the adverts for the new film was, are obviously being shown on the yeah, telly later Yeah, yeah, night. yeah, it must be a nightmare. As soon as, as soon as I see that red balloon, I switch it off. Dave! Hello, mate. Dave, oh, great. Your missus doesn't like the clowns, does she? (laughs) No, she certainly doesn't. She certainly doesn't. Why? why? Oh, I don't know. She's just always been afraid of them. But, um, yeah, it was a a bit of a problem when when she uh, got herself a job at McDonald's and... um, (laughs) Yes, Ronald decided to come round one day and play. Oh, that is what they had the Ronald McDonald in store. <laughs> and she yep. didn't like it. No, no. She was trying to hide behind the counters and everything. <laughs> uh, People uh, trying to uh, get food orders to her, and she was there sort of cowering down. Gosh. Pretty much. That's, that's kind of the gist of the story that I got from it. I'm sure she's going to be delighted when she hears this go out over hey, the airwaves. What, what you ought to do, you ought to, be a, uh, you ought to be a good man, and you ought to pay for her to get hypnotism to get over her clown fear, because this is, what, <laughs> this is an Irish clinic that is now offering oh, yeah. a specialist course, and I've been on their website, one of the only ones that are doing this they, they do all the normal weight loss and all the you, you know stop smoking and all of that hypnotism but they they yeah. also do a uh, get over your chlorophobia one <laughs> but the, well, the thing is i'll be looking into this for you dave uh, i'm not quite sure if they're taking it that seriously because they've used the same disclaimers uh with yeah. the clown hypnotism as they do with the others because they say uh at the bottom willpower may be required well what willpower are you going to do to avoid clowns i don't quite understand. <laughs> james dundon I, I was making radio shows for fun if, if everybody does it at least everybody i know does. shut up i keep getting uh door knocks 
which um, freaks me out because I'm, I'm, this is new. I, I, I've never, no one turns up without texting or ringing first. Do you get what I mean? Maybe that's just me, but I, no one I know would just turn up on the doorstep. They'd always just give me a ring and say, oh, are you in or whatever. I keep getting home in the evening and there's a knock. And every time I go to the door and it's my new neighbour. And she's called Eve. And Eve moved in about three weeks ago, uh, helped to carry in a sofa and, and then next night, knock at the door. My TV's not working. Oh, I'll come in and have a look. So there's been a few there's been a few knocks. Last night I got home, I was tired, um a bit of a bad mood, uh I was just drained and and there's a knock and I thought, oh no. Oh and so I went to the door and I opened it and it was Eve and she said, James, I've baked you a cake for being so sweet to me. And instantly I thought, oh no, you're the worst in the world. You should be struck down. What you this lovely lady has just baked you a cake and you were there cussing her. So, um, <laughs> I've invited her for dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> well, I thought I needed to do something. I can't bake a cake, I can't return the favour. So, I've got her over for dinner tomorrow night. I'll let you know how I go on. If you just turn up on someone's doorstep unannounced, it's weird and rude. That's you know. I couldn't just cope with someone turning up. The house has got to be tidy. I've got to be prepared. I've got to be in the zone. Uh, Like Barry, he texts me. He agrees. I need to be in the mood to deal with people. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And then, uh, on the other hand, I've got a text here from... uh, I don't know who it is, but it says, Sick of the antisocial youth of today. My door is always open for visitors and they don't have to contact me first. Well, that's... That's fine, but I disagree on this being a, a generational thing. I don't think, you know, I think everyone hates people just calling into a house with, without texting first. Yeah, that's right, isn't it, Jean? I had a, a great aunt who used to keep her hat on all day. And I used to, I can remember asking her why, and she said, well, if somebody's arrived I don't like, I'm just going out. <laughs> and if somebody arrives that I like, I've just come in. Yeah, well, exactly. And also, you look very prim and proper the whole time. I thought that's what it was. She was, like, ready to receive her guests with her hat. Well, no, it was just a case of somebody's arrived, I don't like, I'm just going out, and somebody's arrived, I like, I've just come in. Yeah. And she kept her hat on all day long. Yeah, well, she should have done it with the coat as well, and then it would save heating, wouldn't it? You just leave your coat yeah, on all the time. Yeah, but... But in the middle of summer, she might have been a bit off. Well, not the Cornish summer. Uh, Thanks, Jean. It's happened. It's happened. My neighbour came over for dinner last night. Oh! Eve. Eve has been living next to me for three weeks, and she's obviously the kind who wants to be neighbourly because you, you get a knock on the door in the evening and she says, oh, my TV's gone wrong. Can you have a look? And the other day she baked me a cake. I felt really bad because I, I, I thought, oh, no. I knock at the door, went there, and she was standing there with a cake and she said, I've baked you a cake because you're so lovely to me. And I thought, oh, she's angry for an invite, isn't she? So I said to her, look, I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll have you in for dinner Wednesday night. So last night I had her in. I cooked her lasagna with a nice salad, garlic bread. Oh, I went all out. In fact, I wonder if I did too much of a good job, actually, because we... 
we, we had a bottle and a half of wine. <laughs> she left at half past midnight. It was it went a bit better than I thought. I don't want this to become too regular. But I no, it was good. I'm not, you know, she's really lovely. Really lovely. Bit nuts. But I'm nuts, so that's fine. We got on really well and we talked about so much. Literally everything and anything. Like proper neighbourly talk. You know when you get together with a neighbour and you just have a good gossip about... In fact, let's have some fun on this. We could do this, right? Can you guess the sort of topics me and Eve covered off last night? So, first time meeting my new neighbour... Just give me a text, uh, ideas of, of what we might have talked about. Because what we could do, I could go through the text then and we'll play a, a game of Neighbourly Bingo. Lawrence, who texted in, did you talk about the car parking? Yep, of course we did. People people parking their cars in the street. Gab said, did you talk about the local pub? Yeah, and the shop as well. We discussed people who work behind the counter in the shop because there's a nice lady that's on in the mornings. Then there's a sour-faced one in the evenings. We don't like her. We agreed on that. Oh, we we, we sorted it out. This was like proper neighbour chat last night. Everyone does this with their neighbours. Like proper neighbours. Juliet said, uh, what about talking about the other neighbours? Oh, yeah, we got them sussed. Don't you worry about that. We got... <laughs> Joe's in Penryn. You all right, Joe? Hi, Jay. Joe, what do you reckon I talked to my neighbour about on Neighbourly Bingo? Bin bag collection. <laughs> yeah, the rubbish, yeah. And recycling as well. We had a good moan about recycling because we get very perplexed by what they take and what they don't. Exactly. It's a mystery. Mm. I think it's... it's, it's well, it's, it, uh, that's, no, that's why she went home at half midnight. It took a while to discuss the recycling <laughs> arrangement. James Dundon. Hey, that's quite a voice you've got there. You ever think about doing radio? Uh, you you think Weatherspoons down here are, are normally busy. They will be rammed tonight. Literally, like, busting at the seams. Because Weatherspoons have done this massive stunt, and today they've slashed all the prices on food and drink. Why? Well, it's for National Tax Equality Day. Aimed at highlighting the benefit of a VAT reduction. So they've reduced the price of their food and drink to the value that they'd like the tax at. So all the prices are cut by 7.5%. They want 7.5% of tax. Uh, so let's work this out. So if, if you went in there and you bought some food and drink for a tenner, tonight you will pay £9.25. <laughs> you'll, save, you'll save 75p. Well, it's a nice little thing. I suppose, yeah, well, it's all in the right direction, isn't it? Hey, just for a bit of fun, right? Top three Weatherspoons facts. At three... Busiest spoons in calls, the Camborne one. I can vouch for that. Can't get to the bar. Uh, at two, the most popular Weatherspoons food is the steak. And at number one in the top three, Weatherspoons facts in Cornwall, the most fascinating spoons fact. During the summer, they sell nearly double the pasties down here. <laughs> and that's the holiday maker. That'll be the holiday makers. Oh, I want a Cornish pasty. Got carrot in mine. Do you fancy some nice, sweet, sweet meat, eh? You're going to go home tonight? Gorge? Yeah, what about some horse meat? What about pony burgers or horsey sausages? All part of the stable diet. They, uh, they're going to um, they're gonna sell burgers and sausages made from Dartmoor pony meat in an attempt to save them from extinction. Oh, yeah. Uh, but basically, without dressing this up, they, if, they, if they can make money from selling the horse meat... They can then plough this back into the welfare of the horses, who we don't end up eating. So, yeah, so that's, well, that's it. The solution is to eat them. <laughs> but I tell you, someone who, who won't be having that, Lewis Hamilton. Because today, Lewis Hamilton has announced he's gone vegan to help save the planet. 
Lewis Hamilton's become vegan to save the planet. I mean, he does drive a racing car, but apart from that, very good. Take up athletics. James Dundon. Oh, 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 make sure wins. There's Rihanna, who has just invented the most perfect footwear for Cornwall. Go out and buy your Rihanna flip-flops now. You've uh, been at uh, New York Fashion Week showcasing some new stuff she's designed. Not everyone on board with the, the Rihanna flip-flops because they're high-heel flip-flops. Huh? These are high heels you can wear to the beach. They're, they're basically, they are flip-flops, only with a massive, fat, tall heel on them. So, like, imagine the flip-flops with a little toe bridge, you know, those ones you put between your big toe, uh, and uh, it's a flip-flop, but, but it's got a heel the size of a Coke can glued on the back of it. And you're expected to walk in these? What? It, it, uh, it looks very comfortable. And uh, to support your foot, what they've done is they put a big sort of ankle strap around your heel. So it, it, ba- it basically looks like a mix of a flip-flop and a heel and one of those ankle tags they put on you when you go on, on bail. So it's a good look. I mean, what a, what a shame the weather's turning, eh? Oh, we won't have a chance to buy them. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a pasty. Um, this is Rose Bakery, who tied a weather balloon to a large steak pasty and launched it. It's a world first. A pasty in outer space. Got up to 35,000 metres. Becky is from Rose. I'm going to have to grill her on this. Becky, I do love this. It is. It's great, isn't it? It's, it's great um, the pasty. It really is. Has this ever been done before, pasty into space? No, no, many products have gone into space, but it's the first time we've got a pasty into space. <laughs> so, literally, you just tied a weather balloon to it and it lifted off? Uh, in essence, yes. Took six months in the planning, but yes, we tied <laughs> we tied a rose pasty to a weather balloon, and on a very wet, windy day in September, we launched it from Hale Community School. Because I'm, I'm, I was looking at the photo of it because you had a GoPro strapped so you could see the pasty at all times, see how high it got, and it did go into outer space. The um, yep. the pasty, it's a whopper. It looks very, very heavy. It was, it was um, actually it was standard sort of weight. The only thing we had to do is so that we could put it in the holder, we had to make it a little bit longer on the bottom. So that's why it looks slightly different to a normal pasty, so that it's fitted into the holder. It's literally strapped to within an inch of its life <laughs> <laughs> into the holder, so that we knew that it was safe to get all the way up to space. Yeah, because when it peaked at thirty-five thousand yeah. meters, it, yeah. it then suddenly dropped, didn't it? Yeah, basically what happens is the balloon hits a point when the atmospheric conditions just pop it. So you've got no control over that. So we were literally following it GPS, wishing it to go further and further and further. Um, We knew we wanted it to go past 28,000 feet so that we could get that beautiful picture of the curvature of the earth and the rose pasty um so we knew that so we were really pleased about that um and then it literally just pops when it feels um the atmospheric pressure i guess um and then it tumbles with a little parachute back down to the earth oh so you did have a parachute so there's no danger it's of it little, yeah it's got a little tiny parachute yeah, yeah. no danger that anyone will be knocked out by a pasty no no i mean i imagine it falls at some speed but yeah, <laughs> no, it's got some it's got some parachute yeah holding it back a little bit when it landed, you managed to track it to Bodmin Moor. You managed to find it. We found it. Yeah, we had a it had a, um, a map coordinates, if you like. So we 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 drove to as close as we could get to, uh, and then it was literally coats on, get into the field, and let's see if we can find this. Hoping that the sheep hadn't eaten it because there were lots of sheep around. <laughs> so I was wondering whether we were going to get to eat it or whether we were going to get there and find the sheep had already 
chomped on a rose Cornish pasty. But hang, on, hang on a minute. So you ate it. You did find it and you ate it. This has gone to space. You've got to eat it, haven't you? Well, how, how did it taste? Any different? It was. It tasted exactly the same as a Cornish pasty. It was a little bit frozen in the middle. So what? If you if you look at if you look at the um, the video, you can see we're chopping on the outer outer edges. Fortunately, I got a bit of meat in mine when I picked it off. Um, but yeah, it was it was frozen in the middle. But, um, yeah, tasted like a pasty. Amazing. Becky, we have been asking heart listeners to, to come up with the, the place that we could send a pasty <laughs> next. Um, Gabby said we should send a pasty to the Labour conference in Brighton, try and liven it up a bit for them. Or strap one of them to the balloon. Yeah, well, you could do, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> and uh, Gabby said that we should send a pasty to Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, uh, you know, a pasty of peace. Oh, that, that might well work. Well, it would certainly stop him tweeting for a while if he ate a whole Absolutely, one. Absolutely, if he ate a whole one, yeah. yeah so. no. James Dundon. Now, Mrs. Now, please. Now, no to drink. It's human nature. We all do it. You walk down the street, you hear a bit of somebody's conversation. You don't mean to eavesdrop, but we just do. Which is why we're doing this. James Dundon's Overheard in Cornwall. Keep your ears open. We want to get your Overheard in Cornwall's on. A Barry was in Newquay last week. He heard someone with a Brummie accent say, Are we in Cornwall then? Yeah, how unbelievable. It's just words fail me. Uh, Sue was in Waitrose in Truro. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. And uh, in Waitrose, she overheard someone say, I'd love to. I'll make a crumble from some of my neighbour's rhubarb. How? I mean, that's great. We all, you know, because we all, in Cornwall, we all have a neighbour with a vegetable patch. It's, it's just what, you know, and they're overly generous. They're like, no, please take some tomatoes. I don't know what to do with them. So you went, it's like, well, I don't know what to do with them either. Uh, Beth, hello. Hi. Hiya. Where did you hear this overheard in Cornwall? In Padstow. Oh, wow. Is it a holiday maker one, is it? Yes. Oh, my favourite. So you're yes. in pa- you're in Padstow, peak holiday season. What did you hear them say? It smells a bit fishy in Padstow. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> and not like, and not in a suspicious way. They mean at the actual smell of fish. Yes. Right. What well, I mean, what yes. do they expect? It's, uh, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, we could spray some Febreze around, but I don't think it would make any difference, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they should be, They should be. you know, you could go to Rick Stein's and pay a fortune for that smell. You, you've got it well, for free. Well, they were outside Rick Stein's. <laughs> James Dundon. They are laughing at you. Happy birthday to Google. Google is 19 years old today. I googled that. So let's play the Google game. Let's have some fun. Leah's in Bob and you, lo- you, you use Google, don't you, Leah? I do, yeah. Yeah? Well, 19 years old today. They're celebrating Google with the Google game. I want you to play this with me, right? You, you know when you start typing something into Google and it, it predicts what, what you're going to search for. It comes up with the most popular suggestions of, of ways of finishing yeah. your sentence that you're typing in. So we're going to do that. I want you to predict the final word in these searches about Cornwall that I've done into Google. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's the Google game. First search. Complete the sentence. Where can I get a Cornish... Cushion. No. Pasty? No. Um... Uh, what else? Cornish. Cider? Cornish cider. No. Not cider. Pixie? No. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> no. No, we've run out of time. Where can I get a Cornish Rex cat? 
Oh, I would never have got that. Well, it's, it's a breed of cat, Cornish Rex cat. You never heard of it? No, I'll believe you on that then. No, I'll no, like, Google that later. Nor have I. I think it's an American thing. But yeah, yeah, Google it, yeah. Next on the Google game, complete the sentence. Cornish pasties are from... Cornwall? No. Trago? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Devon? Yes! Believe it or not, really? that's the most... If you type in the sentence into Google, Cornish pasties are from, the top The top answer is Devon, because it was in the news, wasn't it? The, the, the Devon claimed the... Pa- well, load of old rubbish. <laughs> no, I, I get that, yeah. Uh, also, if you type that into Google, the, the second and third most popular answers, pasties are tasty, pasties are healthy, uh, and pasties are reusable. Which I'm, I'm guessing people mean heat, uh, heat them back up. But I don't know. Yeah. Final one in the uh, in the Google game. Complete the sentence. In Cornwall, can you get drunk? <laughs> um, to do with technology. An iPhone. Oh, you're close. A phone. No. Laptop. Think about what you struggle to get in Cornwall. Signal. No. <laughs> Nearly. I don't know. No, we've run out of time. 4G. <laughs> Ah, I, I would give you a signal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're Googling to see if you can get 4G in Cornwall. You should be more worried if you can get any signal at all. James Dundon. You just got kicked out of Cornwall for skipping. This is not exactly the way you want to start out. A couple of weekends ago, a 17-year-old boy from Truro walked into the X Factor audition room. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, love it. I love how, like, Hello, he was. He walked in and he sang his heart out. Despite being shy, amazing voice. And we got him on the show now. We tracked him down. Hello, Cornish Benji. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> God, it's like the X Factor audition all over again. It's like you've walked into the room. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's, it's Benji's back in the room. Here he is. <laughs> when you walked into the room, you must have been... Petrifies. Yeah, I was because you know um, the team. They like walk you. They like walk you around. They show you where everything is like all day, apart from actually walking into the thing. Apart from walking into the yeah, thing. Right. And so you don't see the room. Talking, and I didn't want to interrupt, so I just walked in really awkwardly. It was kind of <laughs> hello, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> so really nerve wracking. Uh, I guess waiting to go in as well. I can't imagine how that must feel because they got the room with the TV screen. And they're showing other people singing in front of you. I was there all day. I was getting. I was getting really nervous, I was getting really nervous, but there was, because there's just so much talent there, and like, you know, I was even going to the toilets, and then I could just hear people rehearsing, and it, they just sounded so good, so obviously it makes me more nervous, and ten minutes before my audition, like, I spilt hummus, like, on my jeans, so I was like, wow, I can't go in there like this, like, <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the thing is, you were totally yourself through the whole audition, and the other thing I loved was, was when Simon Cowell asked you where you were from. Benji Matthews, and I'm 17, and I'm from Cornwall. Which part of Cornwall? Truro, kind of. Truro, kind of. (laughs) Which is such a Cornish thing to say. I do that. People say, oh, where are you from in Cornwall? And I go, well, do you like Truro-ish? Something like that. Just a place where everyone knows it's easier than Truro. Can we find out actually where you're from, Benji? Where do you live? I mean, I'm just going to say again, Truro, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you want to be right. Yeah, keep that under wraps. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Truro, yeah, within a 100-mile radius of Truro. Something like that. (laughs) Did you enjoy watching back the audition on the telly, Benji? (laughs) When the audition was being aired on the Saturday, I wasn't actually in. I didn't get the chance to watch it live. What? Because I was at a gig. What the heck were you doing? 
<laughs> I, I had a gig, so I was kind of on my way to there. But I knew exactly when it had been aired because my phone was just going mad. <laughs> did you say at the gig that you went to, did you say to everyone, oh, by the way, I, I am actually, you know, being watched by a few million people at the minute on ITV? <laughs> no, I couldn't really. Find. Most of the texts that were coming through were like from family that I hadn't told because I didn't even tell my siblings. Really? Um, yeah, because you know, I didn't want, I, I didn't want attention. What I can believe watching the audition is, is you, you came on, did your hello and all of this, and then <laughs> when you started to sing, you could see the confidence. So where, as long as you're singing, perhaps you should just sing everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I do. It does just feel right when I sing. But aside from that, I mean, I genuinely have the confidence of a chicken nugget. I mean, there's just nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to me, really, at all. Thank you for downloading the Dundon Pod. You can listen to me live every weekday afternoon from 4 on Heart in Cornwall. Or download the Heart app, listen to any of the shows again, or 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 subscribe to us here on the iTunes pod thing up your device and you'll get a new one sprayed all over you next time I'm bothered to do it. Thanks for the pod. Uh, I'm, thanking, I'm thanking myself on behalf of you. Goodbye. James Dundon.